Listener supported. WNYC Studios. A slightly different kind of WQXR cafe concert with three gentlemen who make fabulous music together. Patrick and Thomas Domenga, who each play the cello, and Luca Uhart, who is an accordionist. Thank you. 
A slightly different kind of WQXR cafe concert with three gentlemen who make fabulous music together. Patrick and Thomas Domenga, who each play the cello, and Luca Uhart, who is an accordionist. And what they performed for us today was uh, some incredible Bach. Is there something about Bach's music that makes it compatible with new music? Thomas, what is this combination and how does it work? I started <clears throat> with this idea a long time ago and uh, say 20 years ago of Bach with at, modern at, music at, yes to combine these these two worlds and uh, it used to be that either people play baroque music or modern music and uh, 
the audience would walk out of each other's, uh, <laughs> you know. So I started combining the two, and it it was a very big success for for me in the concerts. And then the idea came up to to produce it as a CD instead right. of having all the suites just in a single uh, album. If you combine the two musical worlds, no one knows when to leave. So they exactly. just they stay. They stay. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Luca, as an accordionist, what did you learn to play first? First, there was a lot of folk songs from Slovenia, but then pretty soon I, I started with with old music, Bach, Haydn, Ramo, Koprens, Karlaty, and so on. But that's so like, not typical accordion repertoire. Was it arranged for your instrument, or did you do that? No, I, I actually play from Urtek's scores, so like they were written, um, and I never changed the notes or really, really... Actually, never. So I play music that is that I can play without without changing anything till classic, I would say. So things that are written for harpsichord, I think this this works well. And and I play this kind of music. And then on the other side, I play a lot of contemporary music, original works written for me. All right. So and do you do any composing yourself or? Is it all commissioned? Yeah, I, I compose a little bit, but I, I, I think I'm not a composer. And are you conservatory trained? Or yes. I studied in Germany. First, I, I was in conservatory in Slovenia, and then I studied in Germany in Trossingen and Würzburg. Right. With a performance accordion degree. Yes. Right. I, have, I have three degrees with accordion. Do a lot of people seek that degree? Uh, you know, it's it just doesn't exist in the United States. Maybe there's one school that has an accordion department. Maybe. Are there a lot of people who go to conservatory for accordion studies in Europe? Yes, quite a lot, yes. I, I teach also by myself now at the uh, Music Academy in Ljubljana, and it's quite popular, yes. There are maybe in Europe maybe 30, 40 places where you can study accordion. Well, how did you guys meet? How did the three of you meet? Should Actually, I? we met yeah. uh, through a, through a, a friend, uh, Thomas Larcher, composer. Uh, he he told me I know this incredible accordion player, and he arranged a concert in his little festival in in Austria, <clears throat> and that's how we got together. And that's where David Finkel uh, from here from New York uh, heard us just by chance, because they had a concert uh, the night before with the Emerson Quartet. And that's how you wound up with the Chamber and, Music Society. And then he said, wow, wow I must have you guys, because he, <laughs> he was. Uh, this program was very extreme, what he heard then. It was exactly this. It was old music and new music together. How did you put the Bach together? Who did that? Well, we just tried to combine, as we just mentioned before, new and old music, and it's quite obvious that we've chosen this, let's say, third sonata by Bach, the Gamben Sonata. And it's actually a fantastic thing because normally if you play with harpsichord and continuo, you have a very, let's say, thin sound and you have to be very careful as a cellist not to overpower the uh, harpsichord. And in this combination with, with accordion, you have really a full range because he can sustain the, the line. So you have the full polyphony and it really uh, is another quality there. So we don't also on, on the cello, we don't have to be so careful. We can play as we 
because want. he can he can stay with you through the length of any note. And, exactly. And he can start so note, as softly as you do. There's no decay in the sound necessarily. It, exactly. Right. So he can really sustain the notes. And like this, you hear each voice. Um, and this is, I think, a fantastic thing. It's a bit organ-like, of course. If you play with organ, you have the same... Um, possibility. Possibility. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful ensemble sound that the three of you have. And, Luca, I have to ask you, too, now, the, your ornamentation is so clean in the Bach. You're doing those ornaments, and you're doing them so beautifully with the, the Domenga brothers. Is that a conservatory-trained technique, or did you have to figure that out yourself? Uh, thank you. I, I studied the, the whole st studies. I, I visit also the music, uh, old music um, specialist. So I studied all the time also at, uh, by um, harpsichord player and gum player and conductor and, and all these people. And I learned a lot from them. And I play a lot of Baroque. I play a lot of Rameau. I play actually the whole Bach. Uh, not, not the whole. It's too many works. But the main works I play these suits and this stuff, and I I am learning all the time. And um, well, I found that I found the way that you guys blended together just very impressive. And as I say, it just felt like it was right down the Baroque road. So just just beautifully done. Now, Thomas, who's worked with a flamenco dancer? Since we're encompassing many musical worlds. A flamenco dancer and a cello, not a typical combination, I would say. That's right. Uh, th this is also a funny story because the flamenco dancer is, she's a Swiss uh, lady uh, living, having lived for years in Spain, and she's an amateur cellist. And I, I once had a festival and I engaged her as a flamenco dancer with her group and with great guitarists and everything. And so I got to know her and I found out that she was a cellist and she said, well, I'd love to do the sweets once. And I said, what? Are you kidding? I mean, flamenco and cello sweets. <laughs> and she said, yeah, well, I mean, it's just a dream of mine. And so I said, OK, let's do it. And we we tried it and we found that it was an incredible uh, adventure somehow. And she knows the music so well because she's played these pieces herself n not very well but sh she knows really she knows the music yeah she understands it so it's completely it's for me it was very fascinating to be actually determined by someone else rhythmically because I <laughs> I couldn't take a lot of freedom like I probably did yesterday in the suite so it, it's like it's like you have a metronome right. but the metronome is very musical and so we've been pl we've been doing that for a couple of Performances and the audience loves it. I mean, it's it's actually it's a bit queer in a way, but well, it's it's just surprising. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it makes you it makes you hear the cello suites in a new way, and it makes you look at Bettina Castagno doing flamenco dancing in exactly. a completely new yeah. way too. Yeah. Thomas, you also do some composing for you and, and your brother. I'm not a string player, so I don't know. But it seemed to me that in that piece, you used just about every technique that a cellist uses. Yeah, but you missed out a l uh, many, many more. Uh, <laughs> this was only four minutes. <laughs> I mean, we do some crazy s stuff later uh, with Pizzicati, and we put our the cellos on our laps, and we we treat them like uh, more like a, a keyboard a instrument. Keyboard, yeah, oh. and and percussive. Uh, so there's lots more to come. But but of course, this this was a bit my goal in that piece. So that it's uh, there's a lot of colors, uh, ideas. Uh, also styles in a way it's, it, it is a bit jazzy but not really of course because I 
I don't like classical musicians who try to play jazz. But it it has that aspect as well. Right. That's great. You both studied, um, Patrick and Thomas Domingo, you both studied in the United States. So, Patrick, tell me one great thing about Harvey Shapiro. Tell me one great thing about working Don't with him. Don't throw the bow! <laughs> <laughs> so he always screamed at his student and yelled. Right. <laughs> no, he was a fantastic guy. You know, he was a very intu- intuitive person. And he would not explain things or teach you analytically. He would just be very emotional. And but I must say, it it was I was for in in 1993 here in New York, and it was a, a great experience. So it's you know he he played in this famous Shumsky Gingold Primrose Quartet. He was principal cellist with the, uh, the Toscanini under Toscanini. And he had so much to tell us and to to inspire us. This, it was a great time. Right. Do you smell cigar smoke when you say his name? Still, and I see the ash dropping in his in the f holes in the <laughs> instrument. Think he had to vacuum it every every week. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's wonderful. Thomas, tell me about working with Leonard Rose. Leonard Rose was your teacher. What was he like? He was a very noble man, and he had a beautiful amaticello. And, uh, well, one thing that he always said to me was, Tom, you're so talented. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't really get a lot from him, I must say. I don't want to, you know, talk badly. I mean, he was an incredible man. Such a, 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 we had beautiful talks. And he, he would tell me about Yo-Yo Ma and when he was a child and, about Isaac Stern and all these stories, you know, that he had. But actually, he was very seldom at at school. So I also got friendly with Harvey. And I used to go and listen to his lessons. And he he then actually gave me his Cofrilla cello to use for my debut recital after I had won the second prize number competition for my Alice Tully Hall recital. And that that was really... uh, big thing that he did, big gesture. That's great. So that's it's, great. We're back to Shapiro. But uh, Leonard Rose, of course, he, he was always on tour. So uh, so you saw him occasionally? Occasionally. What, what we did was playing Frisbee with Nigel Kennedy in the halls of Juilliard. <laughs> and people hated us. And, and we played on the street to make some money. Nigel was at the same time with me uh, for, for two years. And so, yeah, it was a great time in New York. Right. Running around with Nigel, what was that like? Because he, he has also gone in some interesting directions through his career. Yeah. Was he headed in that path even when you knew him at school? Yeah, he, he was always a fantastic jazz player. I remember one concert when Grappelli came and played in Carnegie Hall. And in the end of the whole evening, he said, now I have a little surprise. And then uh, Nigel <laughs> jumped on stage and they played some duet and it was really fun and, and incredible. I, I sometimes thought that Nigel was the better jazz player than the classical. And nowadays, of course, everything has changed his whole right. career and so. But he still is amazing, I mean, with, with classical music. You, you Domingo brothers are making such an interesting career. How have you done that? Has, has it been a plan or has it just unfolded for you? I mean, each one has his own his own life, his own career. You know, it's a fantastic thing. We can really go on stage and close the eye and start even without looking at each other because we are so 
close in a way musically that we we trust since years a lot on what's going on and you rarely have this i mean normally you you have somehow to get in visual contact we can even close the eye and start playing and this is one of the most uh, exciting experiences i think you can have on stage thomas domenga and patrick domenga play the cello luca uhart plays the accordion together They've brought an entirely new flavor of music to New York. Tip of the cap to David Finkel for keeping his ears out for them. Gentlemen, thank you for playing with us today at WQXR. Thank you.